It's time for the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. With over 20 years experience talking smack to each other and good at cracking cold ones and talking football, this is your favorite source for fantasy football wisdom. And now, here's your hosts, Charlie and Bryce. Gentlemen, Wet, 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 welcome back, welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie Bryson. As always, I am Bryce, not Daffy the Duck, and then with me uh, no, today. Uh, uh, wet, 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 Elmer the Fudd, baby? Uh, Porky the Pig. Porky the Pig. That, well, that's a good one. Yeah. Elmer the Fudd, too. He does too. the Blue Christmas. Remember, we talked about this last year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's yeah. good. It could have been Daffy, though, too. Uh, you don't think so? You think it's more? It's Porky the Pig. Porky the Pig. Um, Elmer the Fud. I'm Charlie. You Elmer, are Charlie. It, it's not Elmer the Fud. It's <laughs> Elmer Fud. <laughs> Get your shit together, Bryce. We got a podcast. His middle to do. name is the. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh shit! All right, All right. Uh, you're wearing blue today, and it's throwing me off big time. Yeah, I'm not not. Uh, You're not in your normal colors. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's really... it's. I'm not in nighttime attire. It's interesting, yeah. I didn't change my shirt since work today, but I didn't really have much work to do today. It was, I just had some training, so... Okay. Um. But, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But you're Charlie. Yeah, that's me. I'm Bryce. Yep. And Same um, two people, as always. We Yeah, yeah. Uh, we both fried a turkey, and neither one of us came out with any injuries. I think we both deserve a round yeah. of applause yeah. for that. But... Um, we I think we already talked about my turkey, did we not? Uh, we we talked about you doing the turkey because I didn't do it over Thanksgiving. I did it the weekend before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Just um, yeah, circling back to the fact that we both did one and didn't burn a house yeah, down yeah. and didn't burn ourselves. So yeah, that's a win. Yep. I did forget my gloves though. <clears throat> yeah, I did too. Okay. Well, I found a pair of other gloves, but I normally have the ones that go all the way up to the elbow. Right. Like right, those real good right. ones. I don't know where they are anymore. So, um, Interesting week. Lots of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, shit's happening. Yeah. For it's, sure. It's, there's a lot of shit happening, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, Bryce. Charlie. Let's talk some football. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hold on. Having a beer tab malfunction. Got there the fat fingers, you know. It's t- tough to get under. If you hear the clinkling, if you hear that, that's a magical noise. It's not jingle bells either. Okay? Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's ice cubes. Like uh, like the... In a uh, glass. Like the NWA guy? Uh, uh, kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just that's been the he was day. In, yeah. Today. And that's where it's like I love... Obviously, we love... Coors Light, but uh, there's something a little bit, a little more stiff. Yeah. I'll put a little more hair on my chest here. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> all right. Where do you want to start? We'll go right into it. You got anything else to talk about before? Um, mm, I don't think so. I mean, nothing, nothing that we won't get to. Yeah. I, I think, um, this if if you're listening and you've had this, 
just give me an amen, brother, okay? But for me, this week has been difficult to try and get my brain back into working mode. Mm. Um, I've just had a lot of, like, brain fart moments where I'm like, I was literally in the mid-sentence, and then I just forget what I was talking about, or I'll get on my phone to do something, and then I just completely forget what I was going to do on my phone. You mean coming back from the break and everything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, like, after, the, like, this whole week has just felt, like, slow and odd, and it's just been, I don't know, it's been... I, my brain has not been in full function mode for whatever reason. I just it's been tough to to keep it on track. So if you've felt like that this week, give me my amen, brother. So believe it or not, I'm the I'm quite the opposite. This past Monday, well, I was more ready for work, more clear headed, and really on Monday than I have been in weeks. Just because it's been for me, I feel like I have not stopped working, whether it's side jobs or and you know i also go to school and that's not work but right and then i've got this new class that i'm doing so i'm not getting home until freaking 9 45 on tuesday night i mean so it's just you think the turkey hangover is and real i was i was wet yeah yeah but you think um, it is? i was so past due for to get a, just mainly to get away from my job site i just needed yeah. to get off the freaking site for an extended period of time. We've been working overtime, so it's just I was so happy that Tuesday was my last day last week, and and actually this week I've had a break from it because I I was only there on Monday for half the day because I had a doctor's appointment, and then uh, I was at it. I was at our shop doing training yesterday and today, and tomorrow I'm not going. I'm going. I have a different. I'm doing a text in my chapter ass, but I'm driving for okay. work tomorrow. All right. Um, but um. Bryce, it's uh here. We'll start here. We'll start here. All right. It is a good week. Oh, to be Mike White and the New York Jets. Oh, nice. I mean, Mike White came back into form. You know, like his first game that he started last year and was just fucking slinging them, and he just slung them. And on the same token, it's a bad week to be Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um. He lost his job for a couple weeks here. Yeah. And I think that Robert Sala made the right call, obviously, and obviously hindsight, but, you know, this was something that I was beating the table for, benching for a week. I kind of said, though, you know, just as a punishment, just one week. But when your backup quarterback makes you makes it look like you guys have an NFL passing offense, then you, you got to stick with them. When Zach Wilson was has been entirely – I want to say incompetent, but really the better word is just, uh, I guess just, I'm a little thrown off here. Hold on. Uh, he's been, I think incompetent, but mainly he's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. And it doesn't look like he knows what he's doing, throwing the ball. So Mike White was a breath of fresh air for them. You have a, Good week, bad week. Got any thoughts on the Jets or? Uh, well, I I want to dive in on the Jets when we talk about the game for sure. Um, I would say my good week. It's a good week to be the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Um, and a tight one on Thanksgiving Day. Tight. Probably a lot tighter than they would have liked. And needing a uh, last minute comeback, uh, and they ended up winning. Um, it. 
it's more of a sigh of relief for the Bills and the Bills fans because nothing against the Lions, but if you take that loss there, if you're the Bills, ah, that's tough. That's a tough one to come back from. That's a tough one to come back from. So yeah. uh, I think it's a good week to be the Bills. It's also a good week to be OBJ. His recruiting is starting tomorrow. He's taking his trips. First on the docket is... Cowboys? Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys, Giants, and Bills. That's what he has lined up. Uh, It sounds like he'll be at each of those locations uh, throughout the rest of this week and this weekend. Uh, And it sounds like his decision will come relatively soon. Uh, But it's a good week to be OBJ because for the first time in your professional career, you're like really getting recruited like you were back in high school. Yep. So, yeah, it's a good week. Well, it was kind of like that in the offseason last year. Yeah. Or did they? But it wasn't as. No, they traded for him. Right, right. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they traded for him, and then like a day later, Robert Woods tore his ACL. Right, exactly. That's right. That's yep. right. Okay. Yeah, I bet he's having a great. I bet he is excited as all get out. Yeah, absolutely. This. Yeah. Um, Who's a bad week, Charlie? Well, you said Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say it's it's a bad week to be uh, – It, I think perspective is um, needed here. Okay. Bad week to be Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Could be a bad week to be Deshaun Watson. Uh, could be a good week, depending on maybe if you're Deshaun Watson himself. But other than that, I think it's probably a bad week for the NFL. And he's coming back because – that's all they're going to be talking about. And then, of course, who do they play this week, Charlie? The Houston Texans. The Houston Texans. That's right. Um, and so we'll <clears> see. Um, we'll see what he looks like. We'll see what this I'm game sure he's looks very like. very excited to get the first press conferences out of the way. And then, like, yeah. He's been very quiet. Field. I have been monitoring. He's been very quiet. Yeah. All It sounds like all the Browns players are excited. They say he looks good in practices and things like that. Um, but Quick yeah. question. Yeah. Are we going to allow for the rust factor? Or are we not giving him that excuse because he's been practicing for the team for four weeks now? Yeah, no, there's, I mean, game reps are nothing like practice reps. So I think there is, and that's I do want to talk about that when we talk about the Browns going into this week. But I do, there will be some rust. Okay. There were definitely, I'm not, I expect I'm not willing, some rust. I'm not willing to give him that excuse. Uh, yeah, we can talk about it when we get into the game. What game are we starting with? Um, we'll go chronological? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thursday night football. or Thanksgiving. Thursday night. Thanksgiving football. Yep. Bills-Lions starting it out. Uh, Bills had a hell of a comeback, Charlie, as we talked about. Uh, Bills get the ball back late in the fourth quarter. Stephon Diggs, has, <clears throat> I don't know how he was so wide open down the seam. Mm. Uh, just split the two safeties and up. One play, they needed to get – they had two timeouts or uh, – I don't remember what the time what left was, uh, but they had short time. They had to get down there in, <laughs> into field goal range before the end of regulation. Sure shit. It only took them one play to get all the way down to where they needed to be inside field goal range. And who else but Stefan Diggs catches it. And uh, I, I know we talked about it on Thanksgiving Day, but uh, it was funny. They did um, – they replay and in the game you could see Josh Allen hugging Stefan Diggs. Uh, and then I love Twitter because Twitter took that video 
and then put on the backdrop the Titanic music. Oh, yeah. And it was absolutely phenomenal. It was just Not absolutely as phenomenal, phenomenal as the Minneapolis Miracle of the Titanic music. Yes. That's Stefan Diggs' Titanic music video number one. Yeah, in, yeah, in I agree, yeah. Um, but the, but line, yeah. the lines are getting better. Yeah, and I mean, that was their first loss after a three-game win streak. Right. And they're still on the on the bubble. They need to, you know, they don't really have much room for error at this point, but um, they, it would have been awesome for them to have that game. But they're, I mean, they're playing their best football. It's unfortunate that they couldn't get a couple more in the first half of the season. And they should be getting back Jamison Williams before yep. the end of the year. He what that looks like, we'll his see. Twenty one day, his twenty one day w- window is open to activate him off the right. IR. So. so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect. I think the expectations are low, just because you hadn't played all year, and then right. getting back into an offense and finding an identity in that offense—that's a tough thing to do. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Anything else for that one, Chuck? Nope. All right. Uh, moving on, we had the Giants and the Cowboys. Would start out to be. Uh, probably the best game. I think this one was a little bit better than the night game here. Um, unfortunately, it was mostly Cowboys. It, the score got a little bit out of hand, and it felt closer than what the score probably says it was. Um, I think we know who the Cowboys are and what their identity is, Charlie. Are we starting to see, like, what What do you think about the Giants at this point? Have we? Are they exposed? I know we had this conversation last week. Yeah. But like another bad week and Daniel Jones finished with a decent stat line, but did not light it up like he has been in the first half of the season. Um It almost seems like where other teams are getting better, the Giants are still kind of the same team which where it seemed like they were better than the other teams while the other teams were getting their footing, which is so very surprising considering the state of the franchise coming into this year and everything. They also don't have a wide receiver to throw don't to. Don't have a wide receiver to throw to. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, as far as the NFC East goes, the Giants are trending the wrong way when everyone else is going the right way. Fast, yeah. too. Fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, We'll kind of see how that plays out. That was a win they needed in division. They Didn't come happen. Away. Yeah, they're seven and four. Yeah, Zeke had a good game. Yep. I was really mad Zeke wasn't the one who jumped into the pot. Right. Uh, but I love the whack a mole. I do love the whack a mole. The Top tight ends notch. played the whack a mole. That was pretty good. Um, I'm sure Zeke didn't jump in there for the knee brace, but. Yeah, I, I was a little upset we didn't get the Zeke in the uh, Salvation Army pot. So. Yep. I felt like that. That should. I would have. That's a prop bet for me that yeah. I would have put on. Like, uh, yeah, hundred percent. I would have bet a thousand dollars on that. Yeah. Easy, easy. Um, all right. Anything else on that one, Chuck? Nope. All right. Let's move on to the night game. This one was okay. This one was okay. Kirk Cousins played surprisingly well. His first primetime game ever in a in a non one o'clock start. Yep. Um, first primetime game ever that he has played well in is what I meant there. Not yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I was with you. Um, <coughs> so, again, you know, last week the Vikings looked awful. This week the Vikings look good again, beating a solid yeah. Patriots team. Yep. Are you back on the Vikings bandwagon? Oh, hell no. No? No. You think they're frauds still? Yeah. You do? Yep. 
See, I still I think they're I think they're going to be something to deal with in the playoffs. I they're they're and their defense right there. I mean, they uh they pulled even on their point differential yes, for the they whole did. year. Yeah. Pulled yeah. even. They were so that means so this was I mean, this was a really close game. It was a three-point game. It was uh, a three-point game. It didn't finish as a three-point game. Didn't it? No. It was like sure 33 to 26. Oh yeah, okay. Final score was thirty three to twenty six, I'm pretty sure. All right, all right. So they so they're four points ahead of their so they're they're plus four. That's right. Yeah. They're plus four. Yep. Okay. Um But yeah, that I mean In the first half it was pretty close. And, and they, the they gave up a lot away. of points to the to the Patriots. Right. Who right. are not like a juggernaut of an offense by any means. So what like talking about the Patriots, like what what are your expectations for the Patriots? Like what what do we think we'll see from them for the remainder of the year? Are you expecting playoffs? Are we not? Do we think it's gonna be tough? Like what what do you think we'll see from the Pats moving forward? Because uh, it's getting down to crunch time. Yeah, I think it's possible they make the seven seed. Okay, but they would. I still think they would be fourth in the AFC East, last in the AFC East. Snagging that seven seed, which means all the entire AFC East makes it. In. Um, yeah, I mean the AFC East is strong, and I think the Patriots. We'll talk about it later, but yeah. they are currently sitting at the eight. They're in the eighth seed right in the now. Eight seed. Jets are ahead of them uh, in the seven. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, I think though the Patriots are going to hang around. Yeah. And yeah, Patriots will always be in the hunt. Yep. That's for sure. Uh, what the Jets and Mike White can do, I think, will be the question. Because mm-hmm. other than that, it's only the Chargers pushing them, and then there's a big drop off in the AFC, just like the NFC, as far as under teams under 500. Yep. So, all right. So overall, Charlie, what was your thoughts on all of the games? Decent slate slate of games, bad slate of games, good slate of games on Turkey Day. What were your thoughts? Nah, good good slate of games. There was some good football played. Yeah, I thought so too. It wasn't like one of those years where the Lions get blown out, which is something that people usually bet on. Yep. And, I mean, it was good. Good football. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, I I, thought all three games were good. Yeah. Um, All of them were worth watching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, While we're on the topic, favorite side dish you had for Thanksgiving? Oh, dude. This is a story. What did Greg Norman have? Or do you want to say your Thanksgiving story? Um, your meal story? No? No, I don't okay. want to. It wasn't yeah, yeah. that big of a well, chapped ass, but I'll, I'll say it. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah. Anyway, we uh, mother-in-law decided not to cook Thanksgiving dinner because she didn't want to be stuck in the kitchen all day because it was supposed to be nice and we were going to all go to the beach. wasn't really nice that day. It was overcast and cold and windy. But we went to the beach anyways, which was fun. You know, oh, yeah. we played some bocce ball. And, Absolutely. Um, How'd you and do? Not my best. Okay. I really expect better. Really not my best. Yeah. yeah. I do too. Yeah. I was pretty disappointed. Yeah, you're normally pretty good at bocce ball. Yeah, it's kind of one of my things. Um, And so her plan was to go to Greg Norm's because they were having a Thanksgiving dinner. Like you could get turkey and get the whole sides, yeah. everything. Love that place. It was plated, yeah. Nice place. Um. And the turkey was the cheapest option, cause, and it's an expensive place. It is. So we went. We're Our reservation was for six, so it's not like we're there real late. We ordered. Everything's fine. Our server came back with all of our menus. 
said we're out of turkey. And Beth was devastated, thinking she she was like the Grinch that stole Thanksgiving yeah. or something. <laughs> I felt bad for her. It didn't bother me because I, I cooked a turkey the week before. I'm, yeah. I'm I mean, good. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, But she was just like, well, hopefully your parents will have leftover turkey for you to have tomorrow. And which they did, but I wasn't concerned about the turkey. Yeah. And so we, Beth and I both asked, can we get all the sides with something else? So we got a pork chop with Thanksgiving sides. Love that. Yeah. That's a very equal substitute right yeah. there. <coughs> if um, you could only have turkey or ham for the rest of the Thanksgivings, as long as you're alive, what would you rather have? Turkey. Over ham. Especially the way this most recent fried turkey. Yeah. I did. Do you inject your turkey? No, but oh. I brined it, and oh my god, dude! Yeah, it was really good, right? Freaking knocked out of the park, and I'm, I'm now I'm doing another one for Christmas. I, I just it was awesome. I fried my turkey. Yeah. I injected the turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't have a mishap, but I didn't wipe down. You know when you have you injected a turkey before? Mm-mm. When you inject a turkey, you inject it. It's got like a like a bayou sauce that comes with it. It's very delicious. It's got like seasonings, yeah. butter, yeah, all yeah. the all the good stuff. Right, but when you inject it into the meat, some of it will spill out of the meat. Right. And I didn't repat it down, and so it kind of bubbled the oil a little bit more than I would have liked and kind of fried it a little bit tougher. Not the meat, it was more the skin in the areas that the injection, like the juice kind of came out. Um, so it was probably a mistake. I was probably oversight on my part, uh, but I always get really nervous when I'm like, dunking the turkey because oh, yeah. you always it's, see that's those where, that's where the problems happen right? yeah exactly yeah exactly i mean that's that's where 911 is going to get called yeah. or they're not going to get called yeah so uh yeah i always get real nervous about that but uh very good uh if you inject it i do still think brining it does make a difference though we well, no, it's like we, not we, even close my mom and i talked about that i do i would if i had to pick brining or injecting I think I might pick brining. Brine, dude, it was freaking. Well, awesome. you had you had a legit. Your brine was delicious. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, was that much. looked amazing, smelled amazing when you were doing it. It yep. was you had it, you had it on point. Now the only thing is, um, I did brine it a little too long. So did it was, you? Yeah, it was, it was quite, a little salty. Quite salty. It was. Yeah, but how long did you brine thing. it for? It was probably twenty eight hours. Ooh. Okay. Um, so I probably I went, thought it was like normally 12 hours you're supposed to do it for. Is uh, that not? No? You could do it 12 hours, but like 18 to 24. Okay. All um, right. And next time I'll shoot closer to 18. But the thing is, when I had time to brine it yeah. was when Daisy was napping. Yeah, yeah. And so that's when I had time, and I knew that I wasn't going to be cooking it till. Yeah. But, it, you know, that's just when I had to do it. And yeah. It, I mean, as far as how tender it was, unbelievable, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was. And now I like salt, so it was freaking awesome yeah. to me. But someone who doesn't, you know, put salt on their salad like I do, right, might have been a little salty. Yeah, okay. um, and, I, and I'll go a little less than that next time, and I'll be able to time it out. Fair enough. And I'm gonna do it Christmas, yeah. Christmas Eve maybe. But I'm yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was a hell of a tangent right there. Hello? What, what were we talking about? Oh, thanks. Well, okay. Yeah, we were talking we're, about we're, just the Thanksgiving games yeah. and the slate overall, and yeah. then frying turkeys. Yeah, we got off on a tangent. So again, favorite Thanksgiving side that you had. <coughs> was a favorite side dish that you had for it was on friendsgiving okay the green bean casserole i, I freaking love green bean yeah casserole. i do too I, um, i'm like that, that's at the top of my list the one we had was pretty incredible but uh courtney made a stuffing that is like her grandmother's recipe oh 
and it was freaking awesome. Yeah? It's maybe top two stuffings I've ever had. Really? Yeah, it was Dang, really good. Shout out Courtney. We yeah. need some of that. Yep. It yeah, was awesome. Make it not on Turkey Day. That's right. Who made the cor- uh, the green bean casserole? Don't know. Okay. All but right. what was great about that Friendsgiving, real, what, what, last note, everyone brought one thing and one thing only, which yeah. wasn't necessarily planned that way, but when everyone that's bringing something only focuses on one dish. Yeah. It's all their time and energy into one dish. Everything's phenomenal. Everything was freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so highly suggest that for friends givings going forward for people. I love that. I love Everyone that. Everyone choose one thing and do it well. Yeah. I uh, big fan of green bean casserole. My mom also makes a phenomenal sweet potato casserole. Mm. Oh, delightful. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely delightful. Uh, but no, uh, mac and cheese was delicious. Uh, all the sides. We had all the yeah. sides. You name it, um, and it was it was great. It was spot on. All right, let's go into the Sunday, Sunday game. games. Yeah, and Charlie, let's start off with not only Panthers country. <laughs> let's ride, <laughs> Charlie. The Panthers uh, and Sam Darnold and the the bearded Sam Darnold. So if you're on Twitter, if you're on Panthers Twitter. Uh, there's a bunch of tweets and memes and things like that going around that babyface Sam Darnold trash sucks sees ghost right yeah but bearded Sam Darnold just Hulkamania like the guy's just <laughs> he's got a, a he's got an impeccable line in front of him he's just dropping darts all over the field all right now let's be, it's funny it's hilarious. Um, Sam Darnold is going to start this Sunday again against the Seahawks. Or oh, sorry, next week. We have a bye this week, so next week he'll start again. Um, I think the bye comes at a good time for the Panthers. Um, I, I'm ex- I, I'm realistic about Sam Darnold. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I still have very low expectations. But overall, he played well. i got to give credit where How credit is due. How would you feel if he comes to the next game without, without the beard? I would very much expect him to be... Th- Yes. Saying goes. Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) But I think he's very woke. Like, I think he's very aware of Twitter and things like that. Now I got to keep the beard. Yeah, I think so. Become like a Minshew Mania type. It's kind of ugly. Like, he's like, it's like bright red. Like, he's kind of like dirty blonde, but his beard is really coming through red. Yeah. So he really does look like super Irish and super leprechaun ish. Yeah. Um, So it is a weird look on him considering the fact that he's never grown a beard in his career. So it's like Cooper Cup. Like, I got to get used to it. You know what I mean? All right. Um, But overall, he looked good. He made DJ look good. Dante Foreman looked good. Like, it was it was all together. Now, why was it all together? Because the Broncos can't stay on the fucking field, Charlie. Yeah. Like, the Hackett gave up play calling, and it hadn't changed anything. Like, their offense is still as, as, as awful as it was to start. And the biggest, the biggest thing from the week was Mike Purcell. Coming off the field after he had just gotten a, a penalty during a PAT, coming off the field and, and yelling at Russell Wilson, and, and the media made a huge deal about it because literally it happened right behind Nathaniel Hackett, so like you know he heard it, right? And like he didn't do anything about it, which means he probably endorsed it a little bit, you know, because no one probably has said something to Russell about it. Uh, now he did come out and say today that. All of the media saying that Russell has, quote-unquote, lost the locker room. It's all gossip. But like we always say, Charlie, when there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. When there's smoke, there's fire. Especially in this case. I mean, 
I think it takes a lot for teammates to go at each other. It takes even more for teammates to attack one, uh, arguably the most important position on the field. Two, someone who's a potential, I hope this season isn't hurt in this case, but potential future Hall of Famer. Three, someone who is who is always in front of the media. And to, ha- to go after him like that, I mean, it's Take some conics. It wasn't ju- I think that this is something that's been boiling over, not just with Mike Purcell, but with everyone he talks to. On the team, in the organization. On both lines. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's... I mean, no one has had higher expectations coming into the season and failed to deliver on even half of those expectations than the Broncos. At least the Rams the, are right there, the Raiders are right there. But I totally agree with you. Right. I agree. The Raiders, I think, would be the only like fair equal assessment there. I okay. think that would be the only fair equal assessment opinion. Chargers have done their thing. Like you said, Rams, you, you can't fight injuries as you very well, you and I both very well know that point. Yep. Um but Charlie, I mean Russell just sucks. He just sucks. I don't I don't know if it's going to get better next year. I really don't. You mean you can be hopeful and assume that it might. Um but you just can't guarantee that it's going to. They I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, I know the Broncos themselves are dealing with injuries, right? They we know that they have sustained That's some injuries. That's not the reason. But it is not the reason why my question now, Charlie, is is Nathaniel Hackett a one and done? I would because that's starting to heat up. Like media is starting would, to talk I would about hope that. So. Because it you was think the so? wrong hire in the first place. You think? Fuck yes, it was. The only and I've I've said this since he was fucking hired. Sorry for my language, but it's just it just really frustrates me because besi- despite the fact that Russell's played against the Niners and been his rival for so long, I kind of like Russell, and I think this is so unfair to him. Because the reason they got Nathaniel Hackett is because Aaron Rodgers was a possibility yeah. to reel in. Yeah. And so they got Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Um, and it didn't work out. No. And now and it's then, like... And so then they sold the farm to go get Russell Wilson. And Nathaniel Hackett obviously doesn't know how to coach. And so <clears throat> now, moving forward, <clears throat> it's a new ownership group. And the biggest question will be, what are they going to do? It's a new GM. It's a new ownership group. What are they going to do moving forward? Are they going to sell? Are they going to Are they going to be you know steadfast and stay with Nathaniel Hackett? Are they going to realize that this is probably not working out the way they assumed and get rid of them? I I don't know. I think everything's on the table though, Charlie. I really do. I Hackett's got to go. Or bring in an absolute stud OC, but. If you don't do that, Hackett's got to go. That's just my opinion. All right. Um, and I yeah. All right. Let's move on to what was an overtime game. Uh, I wouldn't say a thrilling game, but a competitive game back and forth. Obviously, it went to overtime. Talking about the Bucks and the Browns, Charlie. Um, Browns battled back. They were down for a majority of this game in the second half, and they ended up battling back. David Njoku makes an incredible catch Golly. on fourth and goal uh, to score the touchdown to tie the game at 17, Charlie. Um, Tom Brady does his best to make a, f- a late run. Uh, can't get it done. Uh, goes into overtime. 
Couple possessions back and forth. The Brownies ended up winning this thing and finishing at four and seven, Charlie. Let's stay on the Browns right now. Is this where you thought the Browns could or sh- would have ended up without Deshaun Watson? Like where where do we rank how the Browns have done without Deshaun this year? There are a couple of games in there that they should have pulled out. Um even pulling out one or two would have them in a much better spot than they're at. I believe they're four and seven right yeah. now. Um I mean, imagine if they're at five and six. Just one more win. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. Because you're right then, at that point, you're probably at the, the 10 seed or the 9 seed Yeah, uh, in, in fighting to get into playoff positioning. Um, but, I mean, so it's not impossible, but they got a but, long way to go. Yeah, but it's also better than it could have been. Yeah. I mean. Could have gone of, down the shitter really yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. And Jacoby did a pretty good job. They did a pretty good job of relying on Chubb the whole time. Um, <clears throat> they just couldn't pull out some of the close ones that they needed to. And then now they do. They pulled out that one. That's first time. Tom Brady has played more games than the whole Houston Texans franchise has. And this is the first time ever that he has held a seven-point lead in, with two minutes or less to go and lost. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And now they have a, they have a losing record, don't they? I think they do. No. The Buccaneers? Yeah. Yeah, they're five and six. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They are five and six. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so I mean, obviously NFC South is weak in general, but you know, the Buccaneers, like, who knows what's gonna happen. Buccaneers are barely hanging on. Uh they don't look good. The Panthers are in third and they're only a game and a half out. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Atlanta is the closest on their heels. I, I do think Tampa Bay will probably end up getting in, but I, do, I don't see it as far as maintaining a playoff push here. No, I mean, their their offensive line is atrocious and just got worse. Yeah. Tristan I mean, Worms goes down Donovan with a high Smith ankle sprain. is playing arguably the worst. He is probably the worst left tackle in football right now. And that has not been the case throughout his career. Like, he is right. playing terrible football and is probably the worst in the NFL right now. And now Tristan Wirfs, the right tackle, goes yep. down with a high ankle sprain, uh, will avoid surgery, but out for at least four to six weeks, which could be the rest of the regular season. Yep. And if you're the Buccaneers, you're five and six, you don't really – there's no cushion here. You right. don't have games to spare – uh, and like you said, the worst part of their team right now is the offensive line, and it just got worse. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see moving forward. But uh, it's it's definitely not looking better for the Buccaneers as we move. Right. Um, yeah, I've, I've got nothing else. It was a great win for Cleveland, and it keeps them alive. In the hunt. It keeps. Barely, but in yeah. the hunt. Yep. Barely, but in the hunt. All right. Uh, next one, we can talk about it, and then we can move on very quickly. Um, Texans versus the Dolphins. Um, the Texans are just bad. Uh, the Dolphins are are good. Um, what I thought was the funniest part from this game is that I believe it was Brandon Cooks was asked, uh, Brandon, like, you know, what was what was the deal uh, with this game? Like, did you guys feel outmatched? He said, hell yeah. We were matched the second we stepped on that field. 
We were outmatched offensively the second we stepped on that field. I mean, he left no bones about it. Oh, right. He said it as pure, pure as day. I mean, I think there's definitely still some angst there from not getting traded. Right. Um, but he went wrong. He damn sure went wrong. No, not at all. Damn sure went wrong. So, I don't know. I think um, I think this week we'll get a true test of how good the Dolphins really are. Yep. We'll get a true test of how the Dolphins really are. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Fun game to talk about. All right. That, that's about all I want to talk about. Kyle Allen tried to play in this game. Oh, but you know what? And he didn't look good. In my opinion, I know that they went to backups, but they're up 30 nothing at halftime. You don't give up 15 points in the second half to a team that bad. Eh. You just don't. Eh. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to, but you can. They're... They have the worst starting quarterback in the league, probably, and they went. They were on their backup. So, I mean, uh, you don't do that. We'll see. We'll see. All right, moving on. We had Bengals at the Titans. One of the better games of the weekend just because they are two definite playoff teams. And once again, the Bengals got the best of the Titans, Charlie. Um, what this game came down to was a sequence of events. That worked against the Titans. Bengals worked the ball all the way down into field goal range. There is still time on the clock. Bengals get stopped. End up deciding on kicking a field goal on fourth and five. Right? Titans line up over the center in the field goal position. And rush the center. Flag goes down. You're not allowed to do that. That gives the Bengals the first down. Bengals kneel it out. Titans don't have any timeouts left. Boom, game over, just like that. Of all the teams in the NFL, that doesn't happen to a Mike Vrabel team. No. It doesn't happen to a Mike Vrabel team. So I know Vrabel was probably fucking livid. Yeah. Livid, right? But that, it was odd. That was odd. It's a terrible way to lose, and it was an odd way to lose considering the team because it's like they are the one Patriots, of the most disciplined team. Exactly, it's like the Patriots. They just don't beat themselves, and especially not in crucial moments like that. And so that was odd. Uh, I want to say it's a fluke, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. That's that's that was fluke. Um, that I mean that one moment that was very fluky to me. Titans did a very good job on. Maintaining the Bengals' offense, Jamar Chase could, says he could have played, but is looking to play this week to make sure that he's fully back and ready to roll. Um, but I thought the Bengals on the opposite side did a really, really good job against guarding Derrick Henry. Yeah, uh, November Derrick Henry. Yeah, and that they did a good job in the playoff of doing it, and they seemed to kind of have that offense's number as far as how to guard Derrick Henry. I mean. Again, you got to stop them at the line of scrimmage, and they did it all game long. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, it that, is. That's fucking hard to do, Chuck. <clears throat> For someone that big, that powerful. But it makes sense. Don't let them get any sort of head of steam. And they did a great job of it, once so, again. Bengals were at this same point last year as far as getting on a roll in the second half of the season, second third of the season. And, and and we all know what happened last year. They ended up making to the Super Bowl and going from there. What are your thoughts this year? Do we see them making that same type of playoff push? Obviously, nothing's guaranteed, so we can't 
say that they're going to make it to the Super Bowl again. But do you see the same things? Do you we think they're better way. off than they were last year? Um, well, they're winning with a little less talent now. They're getting healthier right now. Right. Is, right, right. But that's a, that but was I think a their huge defense game is to win right there. Better than a, it was last year, and their offensive line is better as, than they were last year. Okay, their offensive line was it's, terrible last year, and it was worse at the beginning of this year. It was worse at the beginning of this year. Yes. They have but they've, certainly turned it around. But, <coughs> yes, their offensive line is now, I would say, better than it was last year. And they're getting healthier. Um, their defense continues to be stifling in the second half yeah. against these teams. Yeah, they're they're stepping it up, um, playing a lot better than they did in the first half. And, and that's what good teams should do. They should be getting to playing their best football around now. Um, we're next football game played is in December. Yeah. So, um, this is the real crunch time. This is when the good teams really freaking buckle down and turn losses into wins and, um, wins into losses. Yeah. Well, yeah. Red zone. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a red zone, you know, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. little yeah. homage to them, but there you go. It's not the, yeah, I guess you can call it the witching month. Yeah. The witching month. There you go. I like um, but Cincinnati, that was a great win for them. Huge. And they've got another big one. The other probably marquee matchup this coming week. Yeah. Yes, they do. All right, but let's move on to the battle of the backup quarterbacks. Uh, and, and and this almost went downhill really quickly for the Bears. Trevor Sumian comes in and... We, there's an early report that he had strained his oblique in pregame warm-ups and that he wasn't going to play. And so we were going to get Nathan Peterman yeah, starting. Yeah, but it turns out that Trevor Simeon did play, and he looked okay for the most part. But, Charlie, again, I know we talked about it before. Or do you buy the Mike White hype? A, question one, do you think Mike White should be the starter for the rest of the year? Well, they're at a point where they need to play the quarterback that gives them the best chance to win. I don't think you need to commit for the rest of the year. I don't care. You go week to week with it. But right now, it's Mike White. Because that is the, the first time mainstream their media, passing offense looks like an NFL passing offense. Because mainstream media is portraying it as, you have to go Mike White for the rest of the year. Like, you can't go back to Zach Wilson based off this one game. And my issue with that is... We saw this same shit happen with last Mike year. White last year. Yep. He came in for one game. He fucking balled out, Charlie. And then after that, he was a dud. He was a dud. Here's How do we know that though. that's not going to happen this week? And what happens if it does? <laughs> you have to go back to Zach Wilson at that point. Probably. Or you can go to Joe Flacco, which isn't a bad option either. But let me just say this. Robert Sala had a quote in the postgame press conference that should tell you everything you need to know about the way Zach Wilson is playing. Robert Sala said about Mike White, he made the easy things look easy. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's as simple as that. That's an insult. The hell if yeah, you read it through it, it's an insult. Hell yeah, you don't even need to read through it. That's right in your face. Zach, you suck at the easy stuff. You can't do anything right. Yeah. Um But I mean, Zach Wilson did have like a five and two record, I think, as a starter this year. Or maybe even five no, and two. No, it is five and two. Five and two, yeah. Yeah. But it was it was 
despite him. Right. So, uh, quick thought. You know I'm always on you about your terms and your words and yeah. things. I said right there, despite. Yeah. Other people, although I think other people are using it wrong, but I haven't had a chance to look it up, would say right there, in spite of him. Hmm. Now, I think that's incorrect. I think in spite would be like just to spite them or like piss them off or, right. or whatever. Yeah. That would be in spite of. Yeah. I think despite means like besides the fact that he sucks. Yeah, I agree with you there. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. Well, I heard, I, yeah, I heard that a couple times this week and I wanted to call in the radio shows. I've never called in a radio show, but I wanted to call them in and, and just correct their grammar. Give, give them a little Webster's yeah. right there. Uh, you should have. But I needed to look. I did. I, I, I then second guessed myself, so I got to look it up. Mm. Make sure everyone else in the world is using it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think just saying that alone, if you have a quarterback that they want you to start, that isn't making the easy things work. Then no, you go with the number two guy or go with the number three guy. Even. I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear cut that it won't be Zach Wilson the rest of the way out. Because I think if Mike White starts going down, I think you bring in Joe Flacco. So you'd go Flacco over Zach Wilson? <laughs> they have a chance to make the playoffs here. Can Joe Flacco do the easy things? Probably. Can Zach Wilson? Maybe Maybe he'll have a fire lit under his ass that is, causes good things to happen. We'll have to see. Think he's going to start taking accountability? Maybe. We'll have to see. Yep. We'll have to see. Uh, definitely very interesting situation, though, with the Jets and their quarterback situation. Something absolutely to monitor as far as their franchise go moving forward. One more thing, uh, comparing last year Mike White to this year Mike White. Much better offense, much better offensive line. Arguably one of the best Top three offensive lines in the league right now, the way the Jets' offensive line is playing. Yeah. Not yeah. the case last year, and weapons are better. And look at that. He made Elijah Moore relevant again. Yeah, and Zonovan Knight, NC State graduate. Well, I don't think you could call him graduate, but NC State uh, player yep. comes in, gets over 100 yards rushing. Yep. So um, James Robinson kind of getting moved to the back end here. Michael Carter goes down with an injury, but you know I think Zonovan Knight might be a long shot here. If you if he's out there in fantasy, which he is, might be someone to consider. If you're desperate for a running back here, it might be someone to consider picking up. Yeah, for sure. All right, Chuck. Let's move on to the Falcons at the Commanders. This was just a feisty game. Yep. Like this is just feisty teams going up against each other. Like cat fight. Yeah, yeah. Exchanging blows. Kicking field goals left and right, in the rain, you name it. Nothing about this game popped off the page to me. What did to me was the commander's defense. Yeah, their defensive line is is getting back to the same form that they were last year when they made the playoffs. And Chase Young still hasn't even played yet. Yeah, I'm not even going to say his name because I've said it the past three pods, thinking that he's coming back. And he still hasn't. <laughs> so I'm not going to even say his name, but they are expecting to get a very a star defensive end back. Soon. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Sounds but, like it is imminent. Yeah. 
But their defensive line is returning to the same form it was last year, and that's dominant, Charlie. Dominant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this defense is getting back to the same form they were last year, and that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, I don't have much to say about the Falcons. Uh, Kyle Pitts is officially done for the year. He had season-ending surgery. You know, Drake London's just going to hang in there and just soak up any targets that he's not double-covered in. You know, the Falcons are the Falcons, and I feel like the commies are kind of the commies at this point. I mean, do you have anything other for the Feisty Bowl? No. The Feisty Fiesta Bowl? No. Okay. Uh, but, hey, the commies just put themselves in the in the seventh seed. They did. That's a big win. Big win. Yeah. Big win. All right, let's move on. Ravens at the Jags. Arguably one of the hottest. I'm sorry, I'm one more thought. Yeah. Arguably one of the hottest teams in the NFL, Washington Commies. All right, continue. Ravens at the Jaguars. Wowzers. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. He put his big boy pants on. He damn sure did. He's been playing really well recently, Charlie. Yeah. Past couple weeks, yeah, he has been. He's been playing really well. Yep. Now, overall, they didn't they probably did not play well in this game overall. He had an outstanding comeback here. And I, I and I like the mainstream media is making two points about this entire game. Is it more about the Jaguars comeback or is it more about the Ravens blowing the lead? What do you think? I look at the trend. Which is the Ravens blowing Ravens the blowing lead. the lead. Yeah. Okay. Speak on that. Why? What are we what are your concerns or is this do we think this trend will continue? This is the fourth double digit lead they've given up. And this one it was 7 points with a minute left. I know that's not double digits. It was double digits before that, but 7 points with a minute left to the Jaguars, which the Jaguars are playing well right now, but not that well. Right. Look back one week. The Panthers' defense is playing well right now, but not great. Well, actually, the past two weeks they have. But if you consider yourself, here, what I'm saying is it seems like the Ravens are now trending in the wrong direction. They're not playing their best football right now when this is when the good teams start playing their best football. Yeah, and they've it, got and the Bengals breathing down their neck. Like the Ravens got into the red zone multiple times. And couldn't get a touchdown out of it. They have to rely on Justin Tucker to kick a 67-yard field goal to win the game. Like, I love the guy, but damn, let's lower the expectations here. Like, this offense is sputtering, Charlie. I mean, if you're Greg Roman, you got to figure something out. And I know I know that you have wide receiver issues, right? You only have Devin DuVernay. You have Demarcus Robinson. D Jax is back and he's looks he just as fast and yeah. he made a play. Uh you still have Mark Andrews. Um it, they have the tools enough. They have enough tools, especially when you consider your your quarterback is a dual threat. I, I just don't understand why they're struggling so bad, Charlie. Why are the Ravens struggling so bad? I, I think it's coaching. Is it Greg Roman? Is it John Harbaugh? Is it the defensive coordinator that came from Michigan? Probably a bit of that. I, I that's why I don't know. I don't know. And but they, they were like, they were having problems similar, not maybe blowing leads like this, but 
losing close ones at the end last year. So I don't know if I want to put it all on the court, the defensive coordinator. But there's got to be some game management. Yeah. Like, is the only way you guys score quickly? Like, you can't have a long drive put together to run some clock. Finish with a touchdown. Finish with a touchdown. Right. Yeah, there's some problems here. This is not a team that you see playing late into January. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. I absolutely agree. And they've got a red-hot Bengals team breathing down their neck mm, yes, for the they division. Do. Yes, they do. Uh, I do want to. I do want to give the Jags some respect. How well is Trevor Lawrence playing, Charlie? And what? Obviously, the Jags are out of it as far as playoff contention this year, right? But like, are, are we they? start? I yeah. I, it's it's With not. AFC, yeah. It's not yeah. mathematically yes, but it's pretty damn close. Are we starting to see Trevor Lawrence break out of his shell? And what are the expectations going to be? For him and the Jaguars moving forward into the rest of this year, um, I, I actually expect pretty good things out of him for this year. They they may be hanging around long enough to take till that very end of the season, last two or three weeks, to eliminate them from the playoffs mathematically. Um, and I think that it should be very um, encouraging for the coming year with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence together for a second year not to mention next year they're gonna have calvin ridley yeah and so like that that's kind of my point too it's like i want to say that they got to go out and draft a wide receiver but they don't right they don't they have calvin ridley they have christian kirk they get between to, zay they jones much do best player available marvin jones jr like they have they have three solid dudes mm-hmm. you, uh, Christian the, Kirk? Uh, Christian, uh, yeah, so I said. Oh, I think the main concern here is Travis Etienne's health. He went out of the game with a foot sprain. He did not come back, but Peterson says he could have come back in if we wanted him to. Yeah, that's what I, I heard that too. But they were down and trailing, and that didn't make but any Jermichael sense But Jermichael Hasey was playing very well. He was playing very well. And so and maybe that, that's kind of where they let you know we're going with that another injury fantasy wise to keep an eye on because if etn doesn't play i think you could get some solid potential uh, like production draft king of, wise yeah. i think you if etn is out which they haven't said that he is he does look He's like questionable he, they I mean, say he will probably play yeah but like hasty would be a really cheap buy on daily and i think you can get some production out of him yep. Chuck. I, I absolutely agree all right, let's move on to the Chargers at the Cardinals. Um, Justin Herbert leads an incredible comeback. Arizona dominated a majority of this game. It felt like they were in control of this game from start to finish. But Justin Herbert does not what Justin Herbert normally does, but he made plays happen when they needed to happen. In that, we have seen him do from time to time. It wasn't necessarily slinging across the yard. It's just making the right plays, checking it down to Eckler, making the right small or intermediate throws to Josh Palmer. Keenan Allen came back and looked good. Mike Williams is trending to coming back this week, Charlie. It doesn't look good for the Cardinals, though. No, it does not. It doesn't look good for the Cardinals. It does not. Um, Quick question. Yeah. You think... Brandon Staley going for two at the end of the game there. You think he's worried about losing his job? Hell no. That dude's got fucking balls, balls of steel. steel. Yeah, balls Freaking. of steel. I love the play call. 
Love the play call. Right. And you know what? We, this is the type of thing that we get on John Harbaugh from last year. Right, right. It just shows how the confidence in, in Herbert and the offense. Yeah, it's not even the confidence, though. It just shows like how how crazy the league is, right? Like how small of an error it has to be for a thing or a play to go your way or the other way. And it just like John Hallbar and the Ravens call that play. Does it, does the play get made? I don't mm, know. Right. Probably not. Yeah. But the chargers who have been in that situation and done it before, again, they don't have a great, I mean, they don't have a perfect track record, but it made happen. Right. Yeah. And so it's just like, the parody in the NFL is really prominent when it comes to things like that and just like how little it takes to either win or lose a game when it comes down to the biggest moments of the game and decisions like that. I think my question is this, and I want I want your answer as an NFC uh, NFC West fan. We kind of alluded to this in the beginning. Is Cliff Kingsbury going to get fired? <laughs> Bless you. That was the worst timing possible. Let me try that over. Is Cliff? <laughs> is Cliff? See, you're is Cliff Kingsbury? Oh, <laughs> I thought it looked, made it look like you couldn't even believe the words that were coming out of your mouth. I, you turned your head. Oh my gosh, that was. I was trying to get it out before I sneezed. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Let me try it again. Is Charlie is Cliff Kingsbury gonna get fired at the end of this year? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah, I kind of do too. Gosh, now, what was, was and I know we were talking about this before we started recording. Patrick Peterson accused Kyler Murray of "quote unquote" only caring ab- about <laughs> Kyler Murray, and what Patrick Peterson was alluding to was basically the fact that they think Kyler Murray is at some point responsible for this, but also Steve Keim, who has been the GM for over a decade in Arizona, Charlie, and has been there through and through for all their hard times and all this shit. Patrick Peterson said that the guy who had Cliff Kingsbury, that he doesn't think it's Cliff Kingsbury. He says he thinks that it's the guy who hired him, alluding to Cliff, uh, to Steve Keim saying, oh yeah, he's still going to have his job. Quick question. Who do you think made the call? And I'm asking you now, like, who would you rather have to kind of start building a franchise? Nick Bosa, Kyler Murray. Nick Bosa. Well, at this point, well, that absolutely was, Nick that Bosa. Was, the Cardinals were a lock to get Nick Bosa. Yeah, they were but, an absolute lock to get Nick Bosa. Yeah, but they and needed then, a quarterback. Because Rosen hadn't worked out. He was there for a year. Yeah, but... He had barely played the previous year, yeah, but so they look didn't at, know. Look yeah, at where look he's at, at now. now well, right. But, but, one, they also didn't even give Steve Wilkes a chance. True. So, I mean, it's... Oh, well, in that case, you could say Steve <sighs> Kime, I guess. They, he wasn't willing to give Steve Wilkes the chance, but I think... I think it's Cliff Kingsbury... Steve Kahn brought Bruce Arians in, brought Kurt Warner in, brought... I mean, Cliff Kingsbury chose Kyler over Nick Bosa. He did. Well, you think you think he had that much say in the draft process? Like Matt Rule did? Well, don't even get me started. We're going to talk about it. It's my chapter ass. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that... 
Because I don't think Cliff Kingsbury had that much has that much say as far as the draft picks go. Yeah, but I bet when they hired him, he was like, "Well, that's who I want to draft." I yeah, I could see that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I agree. I could see that. That was probably part of the interview process, right? Who are you going to take number one? I be, absolutely believe that's part of the interview process, and he'd be like, "Kyler Murray." Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at our history. Look at look at you know. Yeah, and let me say this. Steve Kime didn't put together a bad team. They've done decent with Kyler Murray. And they ha- and yes, I agree. And they have and I you know, I'm on the Kyler Murray slander train at this point cuz I I mean, I told you. I have he's burned me. He burned me last year in fantasy and so I just I'm not going to give off that soapbox and this year's only proved my point that he's he's a hell of a playmaker but he's just not a he's not a franchise Cord, but I don't know. Right. He's the hardest guy to describe, and that and that's what I just I think back to the one play. He's a hell that of an athlete. You. Hell of an athlete, right? The one play that I sent you on Twitter that just describes Kyler Murray in a nutshell. Incredible play, drops back for a pass, nothing's open, scrambles, 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 boom. The ball, his hand gets lightly touched. He fumbles the ball, balls gets recovered by the opposite team. Like that to me is the epitome of Kyler Murray in a nutshell. Right. I think Kyler Murray fans would say the two point conversion against the Raiders where he literally ran probably 147 yards for a two point conversion and got it would say that's the epitome of Kyler Murray, but that's neither here nor there at this point. Um, to answer your question. Yes, I do think it's Cliff Kingsbury. Is it possible it's Steve Kime too? Instead, maybe, yeah. I would probably say, though, there should be a little bit more loyalty to... Like, Michael Bidwell should probably err towards Kime instead of Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, do I think that Cliff Kingsbury is a good play caller? Yeah, I do. Offensive play caller. Like, I think he would be a great OC in this league. And that's about that's for me that's where it stops. Yeah, and that that's kind of my final thought here is what happens to Kingsbury if he does get fired? I think he'll go college uh, head coach. Well, the problem is he's run out of time. Like we're already seeing Matt Rule gets hired for Nebraska, Hugh Freeze gets hired at Ole Miss. Like these jobs are going off the shelves like that. So like I don't know. I I mean, obviously if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you 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 know enough people that you will wind up in the right spot, right? But, and you can always do TV for a year and recycle yourself after the next year. And that, I think, is where I see Cliff Kingsbury going. TV for a year. TV and then... for a year, and then right back into the coaching cycle. Yeah. I do. I, I don't, I think he will get fired at the end of this year. And I think it'll be too late to go back into a Power 5 college job. That doesn't mean that it will happen. But I, I could see that, and then I think he ends up on TV and then back into the coaching cycle after a year. I do. Do you think it it's important for coaches that are just getting fired and they're not likely to get rehired right away, do you think it's important for them to stay relevant to get into TV or some sort of... I think that is the only reason why Matt Rule has been doing his media days is to make sure that he's not forgotten about. Okay. So, yes, I do. I, I really do. Well, I have one name that I think of that I wonder is he could be a head coaching candidate, and now it's looking more – he's kind of 
coming out looking like roses. Who's that? Vic Fangio. You think? Because of how bad, you know, it's like, well, we had a defensive coach. He couldn't get it together. Well, I think he'd be together. a better DC than a, uh, than a He's a great DC, undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, I think if the right person called him, he'd be a great DC. I don't see him going back as a head coach right away. I, I, okay, first of all, yeah, I agree with you. But I wouldn't be shocked if he was in the kind Cycle. of the carousel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Because... Especially now, what he was able to do with, um, um, I would say a less talented Broncos team, especially offensively. Yeah. Um, compared to what they they are right now, I mean. But anyways, that was just a thought I had as far as the coaching thing. All right, let's yeah. move on to the next game. All right, Raiders at the Seahawks. Charlie, this was all Josh Jacobs. Hell yeah, all up and down the field. Even Great the 12th, game. Great even the twelfth man couldn't help the Seahawks. Nope. All right, he was all over this field. Yeah, all over this field from start to finish. Um, <laughs> Josh Jacobs officially back. I I do have a couple of thoughts here. The Ra- it was good to see the Raiders get the win in overtime. I think back to back they had the wins. huge controversy of like our guys buying in, blah blah blah. I think that was a turning point for them. They're yeah. starting to look more consistent. They're starting to look better. They're starting to have an identity. They're winning the close games as they just won two back-to-back overtime games. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, I, moving forward, the Raiders the Raiders are done, right? Like, uh, they, whether they win a couple more games for the rest of the year, who knows? They're not making the playoffs. Like, they are who they are. My question is this. Do Josh Jacobs is a free agent next year. Do you re-sign Josh Jacobs? Hell yes, sir. You think I mean, so? Dude, this is one of the best... Like, prove it to me years of any player this year. There's no way they don't. On the flip side, I could see them not just because I think just like New England, insert running back, talented running back A, and you could have the same type of production. That's nothing against Josh Jacobs. It's just about the New England way and the New England style of what Josh Jacobs, Josh McDaniels comes from. I think this has been an awesome year for Josh Jacobs. I do still, I think he's a great running back and I think he will get signed long-term somewhere. What that long-term deal looks like, I'll be very curious to see because even Christian McCaffrey is now dealing with the injuries. And so I just think, you know, these free agent running backs, it's going to start to get really volatile because what? how long do you sign them and what do you sign them for? We've yet to see a positive long-term running back contract payout for the same team who signed them to the long-term deal. Christian McCaffrey was the only prototype, and now he's on a different team. Which really helps the Raiders' case if they want to sign him long-term. First of all, I actually like that take, so I'm good with it. Secondly, (coughs) but the fact that the running back market is the way it is, it helps the Raiders. Yeah, obviously you're going to have to pay out for him, but it's not going to be nearly what it used to be. It's not going to be close to Christian McCaffrey's deal. And then Christian McCaffrey getting shipped off is a perfect reason why. Because they can be like, well, it depends. Do you actually want to stay here or you just want the money? If you really want to stay here and we can afford you, 
And if he just wants the money, go hit the free agent market. He'll get paid. Yeah. Um, I think the main issues with the Raiders are on the defensive side. Although Max Crosby played out of his mind once again. He did. He did. He's the best part of their defense. Uh, Even Chandler Jones, is you couldn't say that about. Hell no. So I I, I do agree. I think this, this was probably a bad loss for the Seahawks, if you consider all things. Not because... Not because the Raiders aren't talented, because they are. Just because you're the Seahawks, you're trying to stay in the playoff race. Right now, you're sitting at eight. They were had a tied record with first place. They right. were in first place, but tied. Now they dropped again. Now back. you're really on the outside looking in. And so, like, you're not blowing teams out, and it's going to be tough sledding moving forward because you still got a lot of division games, and you're in a damn good division. But... One one thing that I find solace, at least, in saying is this wasn't Geno's fault. This was not Correct. a bad Geno game. Or and anything. DK Metcalf looked even he looked really good yeah. in this game too. Yeah. Geno Geno is pretty damn close to a lock for comeback player of the year, probably. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree, and I think Geno will get the long term extension for the Seahawks as well. I, maybe not long, like three or four years yeah. long term. I I don't even know if you consider that long term. Maybe two or three. Yeah. Um, but. There are actually a couple other guys. Real quick, just since we're talking about it. Could you make the argument for Jimmy G as comeback player? No. Well, what is your reason no? Is it the fact that he doesn't fit the comeback player or that he wouldn't be like a candidate like as far as his performance? I don't think he fits the comeback player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't like traditionally no. But if you said the sto- the whole story of the offseason out loud. Right, but I think those awards are very focalized on a single year, and they're not big picture. Well, I see what you Gino mean. Gino would be entirely big picture. It would be over the course of his career. Which is why I don't know that he would win it either. I think he's a great story, and I think his story is becoming more prominent than Jimmy G's because Jimmy G was... Jimmy G didn't beat out Trey Lance. He he got the job back because of an injury. Well, he didn't beat out Trey Lance because they never gave him the opportunity to. They they committed to Trey Lance. I mean, Jimmy G right, said farewell after the NFC Championship game because right. he knew where it was going. Yeah, right. And that's where it's like... I, I, and so that's where why it almost makes it better. It was like they just kind of shunned him. They put him literally... He hadn't left yet, but he was working out on a side field, not with the team. Handled it all like a professional. He was to the sellers, to the wine sellers in San Francisco, if you will. And then he comes back and look where they're at now. I, I, it's it's interesting. I heard I heard that take on the radio the other day. Yeah, like that he could potentially be considered that, and that was a few weeks ago. Um, but it's it's an interesting take. I, it may not fit the comeback player mold, but I I think I would I would stand up in front of whoever and make that case. Fair. All right, let's move on to the next game. We had the Rams at the Chiefs. The Rams defense, I got to give my hat to them, Charlie, because they did a great job of shutting Patrick Mahomes <coughs> down. Patrick Mahomes would dink and dunk his way down the field, but every time he got into the red zone, it just seemed like the Rams D found a way to get a stop when they needed it the most. Chiefs end up kicking just a ton of field goals at the end of the second half or at the end of the first half all the way through the second half. 
Um, you know, it just the the Rams are who we who they are with Bryce Perkins as quarterback, and you know, I looked at how many guys. There was a tweet today saying how many guys are going to be absent for this week and how much money they're getting paid. It's easily three quarters of their entire salary cap that's on. Yeah, Donald is going to miss his first game of his career, which is incredible. It is so, absolutely incredible. Allen um, Robinson is out for the year. Yep. So just down to Van Jefferson. I mean, this is bare bones. This has been a really shitty year, and even Sean McVay's taken hits on the sideline. God. Yeah, he got his jaw taken off. Yeah. Um, it just bad. Bad, 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 bad year for the Rams. Um, and the Chiefs were just – the Chiefs are better. The Chiefs are just better. Um, Charlie, I I don't have much more to say than that. Nah, I don't think that there nah. is much more to say here. That's what we expected. I mean, I was expecting backups for the Chiefs in the second half. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next one. This is your game, and I want to hear your mm-hmm. take, so I'm just going to pass it off to you. What'd you think? I did have a sneaky suspicion that the Saints would kind of, their Saints defense would hold tight. And they did for the most part, but I want to hear from you. What were your general thoughts from the game? Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. What do you think? Um, First of all, on the Saints side of things, I thought there there was a lot to like about how the Saints played. Offensively and defensively? Or just defensively? Um. Mainly defensively, but let me say this about the offense. If they had kicked a field goal every time they started a drive in field goal range, pretty much, it would be 13-6. If they kicked a field goal every time they were in field goal range, it's possible that's 15 points. It's definitely 12 points. They definitely could have gotten four field goals and maybe a fifth in there. Um. This was a like a clinched butthole game all game for me. Uh, our offense didn't look great. We did okay, obviously, but the Saints defense really started to look like the Saints defense again. Cam Jordan started to look like Cam Jordan again. Um, I thought overall, the Saints looked pretty good. And the fact that, but I mean, truthfully. On both sides of the ball? I mean, their offense did not look great, but they made plays. They got down to the goal line. They, I mean, they were in the red zone three times. Yeah. And I think it, uh, there's a lot to be said for our defense. And this is me. I mean, obviously I was concerned for the game, but, like, just because, like, the whole shutout thing is kind of a cool deal, I was like, it seemed like every 10 minutes, not like game time, but, like, every 10 minutes I'm like, there's no way that we're not we're going to keep the shutout. And then, boom, we do something to keep the shutout. Boom, we do something to keep the shut. I mean, it was incredible. Alvin Kamara was shut down. He was. And I benched him because I, I did, expected that. I did, too. Okay. And it paid off. Yeah. I did the off, same exact thing. Paid it off paid off big, off big time. time. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Niners' defense is nasty, and we're not healthy yet. Eric Armstead still isn't. He should be back this week. Um. And that is a huge help in the run and pass game. Um, Nick Bosa gets another sack, which that was our only sack of the game. So you can say that the Saints offensive line actually held up pretty well. Um, 
Andy Dalton did make some throws. Uh, there's some definitely some concerns on our secondary, and I think I said it on the pod last week that I'd love to sign Janoris Jenkins, Jackrabbit Jenkins, and we went yeah. out and did it. So it is confirmed? Yes, I did, yes. Okay. It is confirmed. Practice squad right now. Nice. He'll probably be elevated this week, <clears throat> I would imagine, for the game. But, Very cool. Um, yeah, he, he was signed. Um, the thing about Jackrabbit Jenkins, he was asking for $3 million. I don't think we gave him that. Okay. And I think that's probably why it took him so long to get signed. Right. But then when he probably let it play out, see what his options were as far as contenders go, and um, we offered it to him. We need him. We do. Yeah. Um, we got some injuries, though. We're, we're a little banged up. Even CMC. CMC. Are we worried? No. Okay. Elijah Mitchell got another sprained MCL, though. Yeah, that, that's tough. That's six to eight weeks. So who's the new running back? Jordan Mason. This is a guy I mentioned probably like week two. He was a guy bagging groceries? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I said week two. This is probably the guy who's going to end up winning you your fantasy championship. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we need to go that far. Um, Tevin Coleman's also been sitting on our practice squad, so he'll be elevated. Yes. And he had a hell of a game against the Panthers, which is the only game that he's played. Right. Um. So, Jordan Mason, I mean, Kyle Shanahan has all the greatest things to say about this guy. So, and he actually did run the ball really well. He, he was popping him five yards a carry, I think. Christian, I think, is going to be on a bit more of a pitch count now, though. Um, he's okay. He, uh, what they are calling it is knee, knee irritation. irritation. And they did change the brace midway through the game on his knee. Oh. And he was working it out a lot. Um so we'll just kind of play that by ear. Debo is questionable. Jimmy is questionable. Jimmy got beat up. He this did. Game. He got beat up he, this game. Yes, he did. Um, I'm not worried about Debo's injury because he was. I mean, they decided an hour before the game last week that he was going to play. Right. Um. So that, but that's those are not ideal. I mean, that running back situation. I, there are lots of 49ers fans that were very pissed about Jeff Wilson Jr. Despite the fact we were getting Elijah Mitchell back, despite the fact we got Christian McCaffrey, they were very pissed. We traded away Jeff Wilson Jr. just because of, and I don't know if it's the 49ers running back room curse or something, but we just have an injury history. We have injury-prone running backs, and we pay, we just traded for another one. So I understand that concern, and now here we are. Apparently, Kyle loves uh, Jordan Mason, and we do have Tevin Coleman, who will be serviceable. I think we're going to see a lot of split stuff, split carries between the three. Um, but I think some of the – Jordan Mason's a bigger running back. Um, I don't want to take too much time here, as I probably okay. already have. But um, I, I actually do think there were some good things about what New Orleans was able to do. And I, but I do want to say, I know we only got 13 points, but a 13-point win, like, if it was 37-24, to 24, that's a pretty commanding win. Yeah. If you look at thir- a 13-point win, that's a pretty commanding win in the NFL, no matter how you slice it. Yeah. Um, so, even though we only got 13 points when we were starting to average, like, 28 since Christian McCaffrey got here, um, it was a huge game by our defense. So. All right. Let's move on to the uh, Sunday night game. Packers at the Eagles. 
This game was pretty competitive to start, Charlie. Um, Jalen Hurts. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. The la- the four times that the um, the Saints have been shut out since like '94 have all been to the 49ers. Every single time since '94. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. That is a real fun fact. Yeah. All Put right. So on them. Uh, Packers, Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurts making plays with his feet. Epitome of this game. I mean, 100 yards before the first quarter was done. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers ends up leaving this game with his thumb injury. Jordan Love comes in. Christian Watson gets another touchdown. Real quick on that. This is the first time we've seen Jordan Love where he wasn't completely clueless. Yes. He looked looked okay. Yeah. Yeah, he looked okay. I think Packers fans are breathing a major sigh of relief. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um he looked solid, and I think I, I think the touchdown pass to Christian Watson was more of a Christian Watson play. Um, I did have to go back and see it to believe it, but I do think it's more of a Christian Watson just really big and fast. Um, but the Eagles team just, again, finds a way to win a game, Chuck. They just find a way to win a game. I mean, if you run for 363 yards, you should win. Yeah, I mean. And it was close. It was. It, Miles Sanders had a good game. Yep. Find his way into the end zone three times. Uh, Jalen Hurts, like I said, Jalen Hurts using plays with his feet. Like they just consistently find a way. Like no matter what it is, whether they need it from their defense or whether they need it from their offense or they, whether they need it from Jalen's arm or his legs, they find a way to make it happen and they do it. And that is hard to do in the NFL. So you got to give credit where credit is due, and credit's due here, Chuck. Yep, for sure. All right. Anything else about Packers Eagles? Um, monitor Aaron Rodgers. He's likely going to play, but he is questionable. Fair I enough. mean, I wouldn't be starting him anyways. But Christian Watson does seem like a lock. Yeah, he's got a touchdown the past four games. Yeah, and that first game was three touchdowns. Yeah, so he's not lighting it up reception wise, but no. he is. He making the most of what he gets. Yep. All right, Monday Night Football, kind of a snoozer. Stellars end up getting a much-needed win here. Um, whether or not they finish above or at 500, we'll see. Mike Tomlin's record is on the line. Uh, Colts, eh. It just seemed like their offense got bested here. The Steelers were sitting on all of the underneath routes that Matt Ryan wanted to throw. And it just seemed like they kept getting out of the rhythm of running Jonathan Taylor, and I didn't really understand that. Did you? No. I I don't really. I think that, though, with T.J. Watt, who is great in run defense, too. He uh, is. Just a sack monster. I think it really does muddy things up a little bit. Oh, 100%. And the Steelers' rush defense is one of the best in the league, so I get it. But in the same sense, like, I don't know. I just, I thought offensively the Colts should be able to do more. I don't know if they this was their first game that they seemed limited on offense. They seemed like legitimately limited on offense as far the, as what they can do. Their first do. game since when? Because they've been limited on offense a lot. Yeah, first game since Saturday has okay. been there. Okay, okay. Since Saturday's been there. All right. So I don't know. I mean, I think hats off Kenny Pickett to George Pickens. The Pickett to Pickens uh, connection is going to be very real in, in years to come. Yep. I do think Kenny Pickett is legit. Yeah, I do. I, I, I do too. He makes the right throws. He puts him in the right spots, and he's got the moxie that he needs. And 
and you know, there's all always com- it's just natural, but the comparisons from Ben Roethlisberger rookie mm-hmm. year to Ben Roethlisberger had a much, much more talented team, much more talented offensive line. I mean, so you know, don't make it apples to apples here. Right. Right. Hundred percent agree. <laughs> and Pickett is really showing an understanding of the offense, which is uh, that's what's offense, the most impressive. Yes. And Kenny Pickett might actually save Matt Canada's job. And well, I was about to say, and that offense is pretty damn limited. Yeah. I mean, like the I I think Matt Canada's not. I mean, they got an they have enough tools on offense. It's it just seems like schematically where they've been failing to reach their peak in recent years. So I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Tomlin fires him. Even even yeah. if they finish five hundred, I would not be surprised at all if Matt if Matt Canada's gone. Because Mike Tomlin's like, you do not give us the best chance to win. I agree. I agree. All right, Chuck, let's go into that wraps up all of last week's games. You want to go over picks? Yeah. So last week, Bryce, was the first time that we've gone apart on this many games, but we chose separately on six games. Wow. And I went five and one in those. Did you really? Yeah. I went 14 and two this week. Damn. Yeah. What did I got then? Ten and six. Okay, that's respectable. So, uh, I mean, Chargers were, Cardinals bit me. Um, the only one that you got right of all the games that we picked different. Yeah. I went Baltimore. You went Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I did pick that, didn't I? Yep. You well, pick, um Ah, uh, I should have. I should have. You uh, went New England, Tennessee, Denver over Carolina. Yeah. And um. You had Arizona over the Chargers, and you yeah. had Seattle over the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really thought Seattle would win that one. I, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the listeners went twelve and four. Nice. All right. So yeah. it really was a good week for all of us. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was, yeah, it was a, it was a wild week. Just some on. Oh, and you went New England over Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, you said that. Okay. Wasn't sure. Um, all right, so let's look at the playoff picture, Charlie. AFC- right, before that, uh, quick shout-out to KG for winning DraftKings. I know we usually do that at the end. Yep. I just wanted to work that in. Cause Love that. I nice job, KG. Um, yeah, I've been on a I, – I, I think I might have jinxed myself. I just – I really thought scoring – my scoring would be up this week, and I kind of dotted on some of the guys who were in – it wasn't. I don't feel like I picked bad guys. I had guys in very good spots, but they just didn't do much with their spots. I was looking really good by the end of the four o'clock games. Yeah, on you Sunday. were. Yeah, I was you second were. in our league, first in KG's yeah. league, and I had money in the big league too. Yeah, and I fell out of all of it. All of it. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, I had. I played twenty five bucks on Thanksgiving Day, and I just. Mm. I was. T- I was two guys short. I. I. I Bought high on I can't remember who. My Thanksgiving day sucked for fantasy. I for, I had a daily, good Thanksgiving lineup. I just on those days you're so limited to begin with. Yeah. If you miss on two guys, you're basically out. Yeah. And that's what happened. I missed. I think I bet on. I, it was my tight end that bit me, and I don't remember who I had. Um, and I don't. And I think it was a running back or a wide receiver. I can't remember. But I just I I had it. I know the mistakes that I made. I should have made money off of it, but. I was kind of flirting with the line. I put 25 in, and I was winning 50 for a majority of the day. But by the time the Vikings game happened, it was I had Hunter Henry, the first touchdown that he got, I was out. 
Ah, that's what okay. killed me. That's what killed me. So, all right, Charlie, let's look at the playoff picture here. Uh, in the AFC, the first seed is Kansas City, so they would have the bye. Second seed would be Miami. Third seed is Tennessee. Mm, that's so. That's interesting, Miami, though. Yeah. Fourth, uh, fourth seed would be Baltimore, as of right now. Fifth seed would be Buffalo. Sixth would be Cincinnati. And rounding out at seven is the New York Jets. Who? New- tell me who four was again, Tennessee. Four is Baltimore. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. And so New England is eight, and the Chargers are nine, and they both have the same record. They are one game back from the Jets. So they're both on the outside looking in. After the Chargers, though, it drops off to losing records. So I didn't include anyone else. In the NFC, relatively similar as far as the in the hunt guys go. But starting at the top, Philadelphia, number one seed, they would have the bye. Number two seed, Minnesota. Three, San Fran. Four, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has the worst record of all of the teams in the playoff right now in the NFC. Uh, The fifth seed would be Dallas. Six would be the Giants. And seven would be Washington. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. So all four teams in the AFC East are in the playoffs as of right now. Yep. Uh, And sitting at number eight, outside looking in, is Seattle. After Seattle, everyone else has a losing record, so I didn't include them. Seattle on the outside looking in as of right now. Charlie, that is our snapshot of the playoffs. Other than that, I don't have anything else. Are we missing anything else? You ready to go into this week's games? I don't think we're missing anything. Oh, dang. I'm missing the hate for a game here. But, uh, no, I'm ready. Ready to do this? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Thursday night football, we have the Bills and the Patriots. Buffalo's favored by three and a half points. Charlie, my love is going to be Isaiah McKenzie. My hate's going to be Mac Jones. It's in New England, so it could get a little tricky. Who's your love hate? Um, well, you saying Isaiah McKenzie, I like that. Is Gabe Davis hurt? <clears throat> no, but they seem to target Gabe Davis. The defense targets Gabe Davis a lot more. And the Patriots slot defensive back seems to be giving up more yardage than anything else. Okay. Considering okay, that. Well, I'm going to still, well, still keep Gabe Davis then. Um, I just think that, you know, they're going to, you know how New England does, shuts down your best thing, Stephon Diggs. Uh, they're, they've got a very strong number one corner, New England does. And they'll be, he'll be on Diggs. I like Davis for the same reason you like McKenzie. Yeah. Although, I like yours probably. Hey, Mac Jones. Yeah, I agree. I am worried about Buffalo's defense being able to consistently rush the passer. Without uh, Von Miller, which it doesn't look like he's done for the season, but probably done for the regular season. Well, Von Miller came out and said he's shooting for, uh, again, uh, December 11th. Okay. We'll see. Sounds like would be next week. We'll see. Yeah. That's we'll a see. big we'll see. I mean, yeah, they've, got him out, they've got them out as indefinitely. Yeah. So. Big, big game. Huge implications. Mm-hmm. Charlie, who's your game pick? Uh, I've got Buffalo. I'm going to go Buffalo as well. I just think that the better team is going to win. Better team's going to win. 
Find a way to win. It's going to be an ugly game, though. Get get used to going back to ugly Thursday night football. All right, Chuck, moving on from there. We have the Steelers at the Falcons. Pittsburgh's favored by one point. Who's your love-hate? I'm going to ride the picket to Pickens and say my love is Pickens, not picket, but Pickens. Hate Mariota because his defense is starting to look a little better. And these guys want to get to 500. Completely agree with you with the Pickens call. Falcons secondary is trash. My hate's going to be Cordero Patterson. The Steelers have one of the best rush defenses in the league. If you're going to beat the Steelers defense, it's going to be through the air. Which, okay, I hear you. Let me just add this. The Colts were not able to do that last week, though. And I think Cordero Patterson will be kind of Utilized as a wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. With, with Kyle Pitts out. Yeah. They kind of did that last week uh, yeah. against Washington, but it just didn't, nothing was clicking there. Who's your game pick? Um, I'm actually a little surprised Pittsburgh is um, favored here, but I am going to go Pittsburgh. Okay. Because I think that Mike Tomlin will get the winnable games on his schedule. I agree with that. And because I agree with that, I'm also going to agree with you, and I'm going to go Pittsburgh. All right. Well, you're you're going first on the next two games. Okay. I don't want you to try to catch up to me. Uh, I agree. I, I Okay. I'm All right. With next you. one, we have Packers at the Bears. Green Bay's favored by four and a half points. Uh, Charlie, my love is going to be Christian Watson. My hate's going to be Justin Fields. Um, Who's questionable still. Exactly. Um If Aaron Rodgers was playing this game, I would hands down say Aaron Rodgers. If Justin Field, if Aaron Rodgers was out and Justin Fields was playing this game, I might lean more towards the Bears. I, I this is a this is a tough game. I'm gonna let you do your love hate while I probably decide on who I'm gonna pick. Okay, so I am going a different route with this. I do love Christian Watson as well, and if Justin Fields is playing. Based on what Jalen Hurts just did, Justin Fields could be a a daily lock, in my opinion, because he is going to run the ball. Yeah. They had no answer for Jalen Hurts running the ball. No, they did not. They didn't have any answers for anyone running the ball. I am a little worried about Justin Fields running the ball with his banged-up shoulder, though. So my, my thing is, so a lot of Bears fans are like, well, just bench him for the rest of the year. We don't need a – we don't – um, need to get a serious injury. Well, this kid needs to still learn how to play. Yeah. And if he's out on the field, he's going to try to win. And if he sees an opening, which I think there will be a lot of, he's going to run the ball. And if Justin Fields is playing, I also like David Montgomery. And I think that they will be able to run the ball like crazy. If Justin Fields does not play, my hate is David Montgomery. Because... I think they'll be able to just shut one guy down a little easier than Darnell Mooney out. Darnell Mooney's out. Um, Next couple weeks at least. So, you know, we'll just kind of – I think Justin Fields will hopefully – part of learning to play is learning to to take safer runs, do Russell Wilson runs, get down quicker, go out of bounds, don't try to get those extra yards. Who's your Um, game pick? Oh, 
Well, I'm going to go Packers. Either way? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Packers. <clears throat> okay. I guess we're going to have to do the either way because there's two major question marks in this game. Justin yeah. Fields and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, Like, I really want to say the Bears if Justin Fields plays, but I'm... I'm going to go Green Bay. Okay. Next up, we have the Jaguars at the Lions. Talk about a, <laughs> another feisty game. Fiesta Bowl. Uh, Jacksonville. Oh, one thing also about the last game. Uh, Eddie Jackson's out. And um, Jaquan Brisker's out. So, their secondary. The Bears' secondary is just Banged completely up. decimated. Yeah. So, it, it, this should be a lock for Green Bay as far as Christian Watson Maybe some other wide receivers getting involved in the way Jordan Love played for the little bit he played. I, I don't hate that. Yeah. All right. So Jaguars are favored by one point. Charlie, who's your love hate? Um, <laughs> Zay Jones is on the rise. He's getting a ton of targets, and he finally had a blow up game this week after you know weeks of many targets. I like Zay Jones. I hate Marvin Jones. He's been pretty much doing nothing. Who's your love hate? My love is going to be Jermichael Hasty. Um, I just don't trust ETN coming back uh, off the Schneid here. Uh, and my hate, um, I, I kind of said I, I said Swift here just because Williams has been running the ball. Moore has been seemed to be more of their number one back. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams has the most points for a non kicker in the league. He had the most rushing touchdowns in the league. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I kind of think that Swift is getting a little healthier and he's going to get the rock a little bit more each week, but I don't I don't hate that hate. Who's your game pick? Because of what's on the line, and Detroit is a little bit closer to a playoff spot than Jacksonville just because of, just because of conference. I'm going to say Detroit. Okay. I'll go with Detroit as well. And only because I just think they're a little bit more seasoned. A little bit. This is going to be a really feisty game, though. This will be a fun game to watch, I think. Yeah, I agree. All right, next one. Talk about fun games to watch. Jets at the Vikings. Jets at the Vikings. Minnesota's favored by three points. Charlie, who's your love-hate? I love Garrett Wilson. I hate Kirk Cousins in this game. I love Hawkinson, and I hate Mike White. I think they're going to put Mike White in a fucking casket this game. And he's just going to make stupid-ass plays, and it's going to go right back to where we were last year. He's going to look phenomenal in one game, and it'll be a fucking dud in the next. I'm going Minnesota. Jets' offensive line is top-notch. Vikings' secondary is trash. And I will continue to beat that drum. Um... I'm going Jets. Okay. Now, if the Jets beat the Vikings, would will the storyline be more that the Vikings are frauds or the Jets are legit? If they do it with Mike White, I think it, I think it'll be the equivalent of Jags Ravens. Okay. All right. Moving on, we have the Commanders at the Giants. Another big game as far as implications go for playoffs, Charlie. 
Washington's favored by two and a half points. My love is going to be Scary Terry. My hate is going to be Daniel Dong Jones. Who's your love hate? I love Antonio Gibson over B-Rob a little bit and Saquon. I mean, this has got to be a Saquon game. He's got to have a bounce-back game. They're going to have to get him the ball. Um, I hate Dino Dong, Daniel Jones. This is the Giants absolutely need to win this game Mm -hmm. when they're trending in the wrong direction. Commanders also need to win this game, and they're trending in the right direction. Um, I like... I like the Commanders. Yeah, I'm going, I was going to go Commanders regardless. I just think that defense is going to make <clears> – I wouldn't be surprised if the defense gets a touchdown. Especially if Chase Young gets back. Yeah. Oh, shit, I wasn't supposed to say his name. Yeah. Now he's not. It. Now he's not. But they, yeah. their defense has been playing well without him anyways. True. All right, next game. <laughs> we have the first revenge game of the weekend, Charlie. Titans at the Eagles. A.J. Brown uh, is facing his former team. Philly's favored by five full points. Charlie, because A.J. Brown's facing his former team, I got A.J. Brown as my love. He is going to rip that defense apart, and he knows how to do it. My hate is going to be Miles Sanders. The Titans always take away the best thing that you do, and that's run the ball. I hate Miles Sanders here. Charlie, what's your love hate? I loved Miles Sanders last week, and I hate him this week too. This Mm -hmm. is not a matchup for him. And last week I, I loved him because of the matchup. Yeah. Um. This love is a little weird for me, but it's not weird because I do it every week, but I love King Henry here to have a bounce-back game, and Tennessee needs to win this game, and they have got to get him the they've got to get him going, not just give him the rock. They've got to get him going, I think, in order to compete in this game. Who's your game pick? This one's tough. This one's tough. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Eagles find a way to win. I like that. What's What's good for both of these teams based on their divisions? They are not. Well, actually, the Eagles are probably a little bit closer to must win. Being pushed, yeah, yeah. Um, That's. Why I just don't think the Titans are getting pushed. Not saying that they they don't care about that because they do. I just think they can afford <laughs> to lose some of these games, and, and they'll still be okay. I um I said after Philly lost their first one that I thought they would lose three more. I think this is one of those. Okay. I've got Tennessee. I listen, I could see it. I really could. All right, next one we have Broncos at the Ravens. Check out this line, Charlie. Eight and a half. For the Ravens? Yeah. That seems a little high to me. Yeah. Especially for a D, uh offense that's sputtering. Yeah. Who's your love hate? I love Lamar either way. I kind of said I said the same thing. And I hate Denver. I said Gus Edwards, but okay. I kind of agree with you. Who's your game pick? Having said that, well, I, so well, I'm going Baltimore. I, I'm going Baltimore. But I think that Denver is going to push at the very end of the game. That's going to make all Baltimore sweat. And... This will be a lot closer than it should be. I can see and it. I think it'll kind of solidify everyone's point that Baltimore's sputtering. Next game, Browns at the Texans. Cleveland is favored by seven full points, as we talked about. It is the return of Deshaun Watson. 
Therefore, my love is going to be Amari Cooper. My hate is going to be Brandon Cooks. Charlie, who's your love hate? Two of the worst. Actually, I think it is the first and second worst rush defenses in the league. Yeah, Damian Pierce is going to have a day. This is a Nick Chubb, Damian Pierce day. Yeah. Um, And I, I think Deshaun Watson will have a day rushing the ball. Yeah, scrambling. Yep. Um, if you look on like all your fantasy and you look up like Amari Cooper, he's going against like the 29th ranked passing defense. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because no one has to pass the ball against Houston. That right. is literally why they're right. They all just run the ball all over the yard. Mm-hmm. I love Amari Cooper as well. Yeah. Um, but besides Damian Pierce, my hate is everyone else on Houston. Fair enough. Uh, game pick Cleveland. Yeah. I got the Browns. Next game, we have the Seahawks at the Rams. Seattle's favored by seven full points. That doesn't seem like it's enough, Charlie, to me. My love is going to be Tyler Lockett. He seems to be the Rams' killer. My hate is going to be every Ram. I mean, this is going to be like basically a B squad for the Rams. I'm going Kenneth Walker, because especially since Aaron Donald's out, I hate the Rams. You know that the Rams, right? So they have a Christmas game. And it's against the Broncos. Ugh. And the Rams are having major problems selling tickets. Mm. Not to mention Denver's already traveled to L.A. to see because they played the Chargers. And people, Denver did travel to that game. They're having such problems selling tickets that they are doing all kinds of charity giveaways and just to get butts in the seats. They don't care if it's paid for or not. That was brutal. Bad visual. Yeah. Bad visual. Um, I got Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks. Okay. Dolphins, Niners. <clears throat> Niners are favored by four points. Charlie, who's your love hate? Um, I kind of love... Game your, of the week. Yeah, one of two games of the week. Yeah. Um. I love Jordan Mason to have a breakout game. I don't, I don't know if, like, he could be, like, a if you are really – you already loaded up your DraftKings and you've got, like, $4,000 left, you could probably get Jordan Mason. Um, and he might, like, get you, get you some points to, you know, supplement nothing. Um, but I love George Kittle because Miami gives up a lot of points to tight ends. Um, and I don't – Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to run the ball as well as we like to. Mm-hmm. So I think it's and George actually might get some runs. We're going to get creative, but love George Kittle. I hate Miami running backs. Go look at our, our four game win streak. Go look at all the running back stats. Doesn't matter who who we're playing. I know we're playing Mike McDaniel and his running scheme, which is our running scheme. And I know Je- there's the whole Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert revenge factor. But also, Je- Jeff Wilson and, and Raheem Mostert came out talking shit about the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo, and our defense is going to be angry. Um, my hate's Miami running backs. Yeah, my my love is going to be Waddle, just because I think you guys will probably, because you sit back in the zone, you'll probably shade coverage to Tyreek to prevent the big play, so I like Waddle underneath. Um, my hate was going to be CMC, just because... The knee irritation and the lack of a running back group behind Jordan Mason. Um, 
Yeah, this one's going to be tough. I, I really think this is going to be low scoring. I think this is going to be really low scoring. I think both Shanahan and McDaniels know exactly what each other is going to do. And you best believe they're going to be talking to their defensive coordinators throughout the game, all game long, even in prep for this game. I don't I don't know. This is really hard for me, so I'm going to let you go first on your game pick. I know I I probably know who you're going to pick, but I really I'm struggling with this one. I'm going San Francisco. Quick question. Yeah. So the Niners, obviously we got the shutout this past week. So we have four straight games where we pitched second half shutouts. Do we continue that this week? No. Okay. No. Um it doesn't mean again. It doesn't mean I see right, a lot of right. points. No, I right. just don't think that happens. <sighs> it's gonna be a hell of a game. I'm gonna go with the better defense here, and the better defense is in San Francisco. The better defense is in San Francisco for sure. All right, Chiefs Bengals. The other best game of the weekend, Charlie. Kansas City's favored by two points. Who's your love hate? One more left for the last game. This could, this is shaping up to be a Debo day. You think so? Yeah. All right. Um, I don't think so. Only because I think you, their Tyreek is your Debo. They're gonna ha- they Mike McDaniel's is gonna game script so that Debo doesn't kill him. Okay. Fair enough. They say they give Mike McDaniel the credit for creating Debo as a wide back. Yeah, I believe it. I so. believe it. All right, Chiefs Bengals. Kansas City's favored by two and a half, two points. This is the other, I think, yeah. game of the week. Yeah, I agree. What's your love hate? Jamar is my love. Okay. Chiefs secondary. Trash. Trash. Yeah. Um, even with Tyran Matthew. Yeah. Trash oh. secondary. Without Tyran. Oh, I'm sorry. Without. Yeah. You're right. He's he's on the Saints. We, yeah. I saw him a lot last week. Yeah, sure. Um. Um. Yeah. Chiefs. Secondary trash. I hate Isaiah Pacheco in this game based on what the Bengals did. Uh, plus, I think it's just going to be a passing game. Yeah, I... I would even go... Um, I would say Joe Mixon, but whoever's running the ball, Samaj P. Ryan for the Bengals, whoever, whoever's running the ball, this is going to be a shoot, absolute shootout. Yeah, I, I think it's a big passing game for sure. Um, I had the Bengals wide receivers on here as my love, and I had the Chiefs running backs as my hate. I can't love a chief wide receiver just because Mahomes has been so good at spreading the ball out. So I don't think there's going to be one guy who kind of pops off here, maybe for a big play, MVS. Um, but Bengal, love the Bengals wide receivers, hate Chiefs running backs. Charlie, who's your game pick? I'm going Cincinnati to pull this one out. I'm going to go Kansas City. Okay. Uh, but it is in Cincinnati. It is in Cincinnati, so... All right, Chargers at the Raiders. Chargers are favored by one and a half point. What's your game? What's your love-hate? I love Josh Jacobs. Okay. Very poor yeah, rush I defense. Yeah, I mean, great, great back-to-back matchup. matchups. Yeah. Um, and I hate just defense in this game. I love Keenan Allen. He looked good last game. I expect him to look good again against a terrible Raiders secondary. My hate was going to be... Um, Palmer, the wide receiver two for the Chargers, because it looks like Mike Williams is trending towards coming back. Okay. I was going to say, even though so then it, he's a wide receiver three. Even yeah. though he does still run with Mike Williams, I just think he's not going to see the type of targets that he had been seeing. What's your game pick? 
Um, I'll say Vegas in a close one. I'm going to go Chargers. Chargers find a way. I think Eckler could be the reason. Yeah. I think Eckler could be the reason. Yep. All right. Sunday night football, Colts at the Cowboys. Dallas is favored by 11 points. I'm taking the Colts and I'm taking the Colts with the spread at least. I don't see 11 what was points. It? 11 points. 11 points. Yeah. I don't see that spread. My love is going to be Tony Pollard. My hate's going to be Paris Campbell. Charlie, what's your love hate? Uh, Zeke Pollard's my love. Matt Ryan's my hate. Game? Dallas. Yeah, I got Dallas as well. Monday Night Football, Saints, Bucks. Could be an interesting game. Could be a defensive, just absolute slugfest. Uh, therefore, Charlie, my love is going to be defense. I th- I would bet that there's probably going to be at least one defensive touchdown in this game. Uh, my hate's going to be running backs. I think both teams know you got to stop the run in order to beat this the other team. So I don't like either one of the running backs. Rashad White could have some fantasy production, at least catching balls out of the backfield. What's your love hate? Um, I love Kamara to have a bounce back game. Ooh, okay. after two fumbles last week. I would love that. I yeah, I'm I'm starting him this week. Um, and I hate I hate um Lenny, and I'm not a huge fan of Rashad White. I, the Saints had a pretty great game plan against our running game. Um, I'm going Saints. I'm going Bucks. All right, Chuck, that wraps up our games for us. Uh, Now, I think it's time. We've got five games this time we're going against each other. Nice. Yeah. Charlie, it's time to slow it down and get nice and smooth-like. Smooth jazz. Smooth like silk, Charlie. Ah, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. Charlie, why don't you serenade us? The glorious sounds of the fantasy daily football contests and those who might project us to winning the million dollars or some money in the daily fantasy lineups. Charlie, give us your daily loves of the week. Thanks, Bryce. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, big week here. Uh, so my my quarterback love here is going to be Joe Burrow for sixty nine hundred dollars going against the twenty fourth ranked defense or at least the Chiefs give up twenty fourth or whatever you know what I'm saying. Yep. Running back, I've got I've got two running backs. I've got Josh Jacobs. He's expensive. He's seventy nine hundred dollars, but it's just a, that's not bad though. It's a matchup. under eight K is still it, good. It's an absolute matchup and. Um, Terrible rush defense for the Chargers, so I really like him. And this is kind of going to what I said earlier. If Justin Fields plays, I like David Montgomery for $6,200. That's a reasonable price, and he's going against a pretty bad rush defense against the Packers. I don't know if you guys watch football, but that was a that was an absolute rushing clinic the Eagles just put on the Packers. Wide receiver. Love Jamar. Yeah. He's also expensive, $7,900 for a guy who hasn't played in five weeks. True. Um, but it's a good matchup. I like Amari Cooper mm-hmm. um, to finally get – Price? $6,400. Wow, still? Even that cheap? Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Well, um, he's going to be Well, they lineups. probably have some sort of 
um, like algorithm because it says the Texans have like the third best ranked pass defense. Well, because it's probably at it's at the Texans too, and Amari's yeah. been doing most of his damage at home. So I really like that price and another one. Garrett Wilson. Okay. Price? Fifty three hundred. Oh wow. Against the twenty sixth pass defense. Yeah. In the Vikings. Yeah. I I think it's a real possibility. Now, obviously Mike White is gonna be a wild card there, so but I, I think they'll find ways to get Garrett Wilson the ball. Um my tight end. I tried to keep it like a reasonable price, so I went Gerald Everett. Uh, $4,400, and he's got a great matchup as far as tight ends go um, against the Raiders. Defense. Doing the Bryce Sneed sub-3,000 rule. Love that. It was really tough, and I chose two teams from the same game, mm. and you just kind of have to decide which you think is more likely to get you a big play. Um, Jags-Lions. Jags are $2,700. Lions are $2,800. Oh, yeah. Both trending up. Both teams are trending up. Both defenses are playing better. The Lions have definitely trended up from where they were. Who's more likely to get the big play? Um, I, you know, tough I think to say. It's, yeah, tough to say. Again, Jags 2,700, Lions 2,800. Um, Aiden Hutchinson has gotten an interception the past two games. I mean, I'm... I'm kind of looking at the Lions to be the one that makes the play. And that's what I've got for daily this week. I love that. That's it's a good, good lineup. It's, it, it is good. It's a, so, a little expensive, but the, I try to throw in some value plays. We talked about some guys that when you're running out of money for your last flex play, low end, we talked about earlier. Um, what What's the guy from NC State? How, what's his first name Zonov- again? Zonovan. Zonovan. Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight. Yep. Um, he'll be cheap. You can look at Jordan Mason. He's going to be cheap for the Niners as as running back plays. Um, but yeah, that's what what I've got this week. I like it. All right. Um, are you ready to go to the best segment in podcasting? Let's do it. Charlie. Bryce. Whoa, 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 whoa. Chapping your ass. Bryce, Porky the Pig, what's giving you the red ass this week? Charlie, what's giving me the red ass this week? Matt Rule. Mm. Thought I was done with him. But uh, sure as shit, he went on his media tour. And just the shit he's saying, Charlie. I had to send you the clips today. Everyone knows when Matt Rule first came in, he had full reins. Full reins. He was... He was... Basically saying who he wanted in the draft, when he wanted him, how he wanted him, free agents, draft, you name it, the whole nine. And he goes on all these media tours, and then he starts blaming people, not uh, insinuating, not outright blaming, but insinuating all that it wasn't his fault for the Panthers being bad, and that he was told that it was a long-term fixer-upper, and yet it was a short-term fixer-upper, yet he himself says that he only he was going to do it in three years or less, and then continues to want to take part of the culture that he had built 
for the Panthers. It's just like, there's just so many conflicting things of what he says and what he does. Matt Rule could sell ice to an Eskimo. And that's what pisses me off is that, you know, he did his his, his uh, interview or his presser for Nebraska. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched the walkout or the walkout for the tunnel at least 5,000 times. At least 5,000 times. Um, Matt Rule, let's just do the math on that. It, I saw a clip of it. It was a 30-second clip, right? If you do 30 seconds times 5,000, Charlie, let's do the math right here. Okay? Well, it's 2,500 minutes. 2,500 minutes. So you're looking at like uh, a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of minutes right there. It's over 42. It's 41.6 hours. So Dang. it's 42 hours. So apparently he's just been watching that same clip for the last 42 hours straight, apparently. Dang. Yeah. It's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, it is. I didn't know. Taking a lot, drank a lot of Red Bull or something. Yeah. He's just staying up in the middle of the night and just watching in his sleep with his eyes closed, apparently. It just like, throughout his media day, it just, it just reminded me of how punchable his face is and how much better this organization will be now that he's not there. He even had the audacity to say that he probably would have, looking back on it, he probably should have picked a different job. Yeah, guess what? Everyone from the Panthers would say the same fucking thing, Matt Rule. So you go eat a bunch of corn up in Nebraska and go get lost up there because we don't want to see you down here in these parts. All right, I'm sick and tired of hearing about him. It's been chapping my ass with all these fucking media. Everyone, he's just absolutely dog dogging the Panthers. It just makes proofs even more that we finally have an adult, Steve Wilkes, running the organization and doing a damn good job doing it while also being a Charlotte guy through and through and actually having an idea of what keep pounding really means. Charlie, Matt Rule has been chapping my ass. Yeah, yeah. That chapped my ass too when you sent me all that stuff. That's pretty ridiculous. Um, so my chapped ass, I, I, I feel like I had a couple, but this one's just the most imminent and, uh, for work tomorrow. I mean, I, it's going to sound kind of lame, but I have to drive to Florence, South Carolina in a flatbed truck and back. You have to drive the truck? Yeah. I've got to pick up material. So I got to drive all around the triangle tomorrow first from one. I got to get to the shop in apex from Fuquay. Then I got to go to Durham and then I got to go from Durham either back to the shop or straight to Florence, come back, bring some stuff back to the job in Durham to come back to apex, then go home, man. I hope you have your Spotify wrapped because that's a lot of drive time. <laughs> and, and I've got to plug in my – I need to use an aux cord and stuff, yeah. which I don't even know if I have one. I, I mean, that's not a huge deal. I can buy one. But the flatbed is not very fun to drive. A lot of people yeah. are like, oh, I love it. It's like, yeah, drive a big truck. Yeah. And I, the problem is I thought it was cool that they wanted me to – I'm like one of the few in the company that are certified to drive it, which what turned, makes you certified to drive a flatbed. I had to go take a freaking physical at DOT. That's all. So you have a CDL? Oh, and they and they no, it's not a, it's not even a CDL. Oh, I had to go take a physical and 
my safety coordinator gave me a driving test, which mm. just let lets her know that I know how to turn it drive on. A car. Yeah, and drive yeah. a car. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I even asked her when I was doing it. I'm like, if I crash into these cars right here, does this does that disqualify me? Because I'm considering it. Yeah. And I I should have done it. Yeah. Because it has been. It, there was no blessing here. Yeah. It wasn't as cool as I thought it was going to be. It's, I'm just like on the hook to do all this material moving. Yeah. When, and I don't mind it. Like if I'm doing a date, like just going, I need to go pick it, pick up the truck and go pick up some material and bring it to the job site that I'm at real quick and then drive the truck back, whatever. But having to go down to so- drive to South Carolina and back in a truck that, I mean, I'm comfortable enough driving it now, but it is a bitch. Yeah. You can't see. Yeah. You can't see out of the rear view because you've got this big old Shit tailgate thing. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's wide. It's just, it's just not. Yeah. It's, I'm not excited you about it. You got to sit in the right lane. Probably don't go that yeah. fast. It does not. Yeah. And they just got it out of the shop for the second time in like oh, a month and a half. And this morning they ran out of gas in it, which... Was the problem last time? Well, I mean, the, the coolant was leaking all over the damn place when I was driving it. Turns out when when they fixed it the first time, they didn't even hook the hose back up. So it was literally, they were pour, pouring it in, just pouring right oh, out on the God. ground. Oh, my God. Um, But it it's just, it's been such a disaster, this truck. And I know, last time it was driven down to Florence, broke down. Had a, a PM had to go pick up this girl that was driving it, like uh, probably an hour and a half away. They had to deal with. I mean, it's just gonna. I just really hope no, no problems. Like I don't want to be late getting home because this damn truck didn't make it. Yeah. And I have to unload and load all this material up probably by myself. And I mean, I'll use the forklift, but it's it's just a pain in the ass. I'm not excited about it. If everything goes well, then I might have a shorter day than normal, believe it or not. Because Florence is about two and a you half hours away. You forklift, though? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm certified in that. Are you? In the in the industri- big-ass, like a lull, which is like the big-ass uh, off-road one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, the big-ass ones. I'm certified in that, but th- we've got a little small forklift. I'm not certified in that, but I drive... I, I, I've had to use it at the shop all the time, so mm. they they don't bother to get me certified in that. But yeah, so um, yeah, that's kind of chapping my ass. Fair Not right. excited about it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm already kind of like an anxious driver. Yeah, and I don't know how I got wrangled into being certified to drive this thing. It was probably like a sacrifice. Probably was. Oh well. I almost sound like Bryce. Oh, I got to drive tomorrow. This is a little different, though. A little bit. At least you're getting paid for it. Yeah, that very true. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is, uh, we're, we're finally in Christmas season. So I am hearing an echo off of these cans here. It yeah. sounds like one of those microphones that you, like those toy microphones. Oh, it's yeah. like a, it's like a ringing so I'm just gonna we're just gonna wrap this up. Okay. Christmas season. Um, 
please like, rate, subscribe. DraftKings, we're going to send one out like right now. Um, it should already be in your in your invites. If you aren't part of it, want to be part of it, send us a message. Otherwise, everyone, have a great weekend of fantasy football. We're getting into crunch time for playoffs. Good luck, everyone. This has been the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Don't forget to please like, rate, and subscribe. And check us out on Instagram at un.solicitedadvice underscore. Until next time, bet the over.